afternoon. Premier Chris Minns has slammed Sydney's mulch contamination threat as unacceptable. Asbestos has been discovered at another three sites today, with a local council criticised for a slow response. State political reporter Taylor Aiken has more. Good afternoon. Well, Sydney's asbestos threat is spreading with another three parks fenced off after contaminated mulch was found, this time in the heart of the city. Mixed in mulch bonded asbestos has now been located at Victoria Park at Broadway and Belmore Park near Central Station. But it's the discovery of more dangerous, friable asbestos at Harmony Park at Surrey Hills that has the Premier fired up. Clearly this is completely unacceptable. The City of Sydney now facing questions over the delay in shutting off the park, with fencing only installed at lunchtime, despite the council being advised of positive samples yesterday afternoon. Today, many residents still had no idea. It's a bit ridiculous. Uh, literally every day, I come here at least three times a day. Obviously, it's a bit alarming to find out about it this way. In the past month, there have been 12 separate sites discovered with contaminated mulch, with the Liverpool West Public School forced to close until Thursday. The EPA now stepping up its investigation, tripling the number of investigators from 40 to almost 120. The EPA has got many people that are focusing on the chain of custody, if you like, to determine how and why and where these pieces of asbestos are appearing. Along with examining whether an ACCC recall could be enforced. The Premier says Cabinet will now discuss increasing penalties for companies found to have mishandled the toxic substance. Parts of Sydney's CBD were sent into lockdown this morning after a suspected stabbing. Three people, all aged in their 20s, are in hospital, including a man who's being treated for a wound to his neck and a woman with a wound to her face. We understand that there is a domestic-related connection between some of the people involved. Police are now looking for three Asian males in their 20s captured here on security cameras. Lisa Wilkinson has blasted Network 10 as cruel for not covering her costs in their defamation battle with Bruce Lerriman. She hired a separate legal team for an estimated $700,000 so far. Leonie Ryan is at the Federal Court in Sydney. Good afternoon. Well, Lisa Wilkinson has taken to the witness box in these proceedings and explained that she was gobsmacked when told by Channel 10 that they wouldn't be covering her legal fees in defamation proceedings brought against her by Bruce Lehrman. She told the court that she engaged in her own legal representation because she thought the network's lawyers were not acting in her best interests. One example, she didn't find out she was being sued until it was on the front page of the major newspapers and later found out the network knew about it the day beforehand and hadn't informed her. Wilkinson retained a lawyer after Tens Barrister labelled her Logie speech ill-advised. She said her speech was approved by the network but she was left alone, accused of derailing Bruce Lerman's rape trial in Canberra. Her legal fees stand at $700,000. Today's developments come as Justice Michael Lee asked for contempt of court charges to be considered by the federal court to be laid against online blog who live-streamed court defamation proceedings on his YouTube channel. Oh, he's extremely worried, extremely remorseful, he's upset that everything's happened, uh, but we need, now need to face those charges in the summary jurisdiction. 
His Honour also announced his judgment in Bruce Lehrman's defamation proceedings against Lisa Wilkinson and Channel 10 will be handed down next month. The Albanese government has not made any applications to return serious violent offenders to immigration detention, despite rushing through laws to put detainees back behind bars before Christmas. Live now to political reporter Isabel Mullen. Izzy, what's the government's reason? And good afternoon. The Immigration Minister says the threshold to re-detain is particularly high. Andrew Giles hoping to make applications as soon as possible. At least 149 detainees were released after the High Court ruling, including seven murderers, 37 sex offenders and 72... 72 others accused of serious crimes. So far, 18 have re-offended. Liberal Senator James Patterson says Border Force doesn't know where they are or if they're in custody. Before Christmas, the government rushed through preventative detention laws so police could re-detain members of this cohort who could be at risk of re-offending. But so far, none have been re-arrested. The government hasn't made a single application. Can the Minister confirm the hardcore criminals he's released, including rapists and murderers, have now received over $3 million in free accommodation and welfare payments? Order. And I remind him as well that the arrangements in place for the support for people who are released from immigration detention are the same as they were when he was the Minister responsible. We are working around the clock to ensure that an application, that applications are made as soon as possible and critically that applications are successful, not half-baked. It's been two months now and not a single application has been made. The Immigration Minister stresses the Community Protection Board has been set up to assess each case. Anne. Isabel Mullen in Canberra. Thanks, Izzy. Two hostages held captive by Hamas for 128 days are finally free after Israeli forces raided a heavily guarded apartment in Gaza. Israeli forces used airstrikes as cover during the raid, killing more than 60 Palestinians, including women and children. Ash Malani has more. It's a reunion these two men would have feared might never happen, but overnight Israeli special forces carried out an extraordinary operation to rescue these two hostages in Rafah, the southern city of Gaza. You can see from black and white pictures these Israeli troops had support from the air. They had armoured vehicles when they moved into this apartment building. On the second floor, they killed these Hamas terrorists that were holding the two men captive. In heavy gunfire, they were able to rescue them, shielding the men with their own bulletproof armour and getting them out alive. <laughs> then to be reunited with their families in Tel Aviv today. <laughs> This was a targeted military operation in Rafa, but it does appear that this is where there'll be a final reckoning too. The concern is that it is also the final refuge for more than 1.4 million Palestinians seeking shelter in that area. The concern uh, is from world leaders that there could be a high number of civilian casualties if Israel moves ahead with a military offensive. It really, we think, is impossible to, to see how you can, can fight a war amongst these people. There's nowhere for them to go. So we are very concerned about the situation and we want Israel to stop and think very seriously before it takes any further action. 
It's not just the UK, but the US that has concerns about an operation in Rafa. Overnight, Joe Biden speaking to Benjamin Netanyahu, urging the Israeli Prime Minister not to launch an offensive in Rafa without a credible plan to protect civilian lives. Thank you.